Oh, you're going to like this episode, man. Each one is just so unique. We have Atiba Jackson on as a North Peak surgeon, a sports medicine specialist who's in private practice in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, he just has a truly remarkable story on his path uh, to becoming an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, the first African-American graduate of the Ohio State University residency uh, had, uh, had his first son, uh, Johari, very early on and has been with his wife, Jessica, forever. Uh, they have another amazing son, Amari. His life-work balance is so important to him, but yet education, orthopedic surgery is amazing. He has a great social media presence. It is truly one of the remarkable, unique stories on The Ortho Show, and I know you're going to love it. Hashtag follow the throne. We want to thank our sponsor, Heron Therapeutics. Heron Therapeutics invites you to enter a new world of post-operative pain management with the first and only extended release dual-acting local anesthetic Zinrelief, Bupivacaine, and Meloxicam. Zinrelief has an important class-wide non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug box warning that includes a risk of serious cardiovascular and gastrointestinal events and is contraindicated in coronary artery bypass graft surgery. Avoid use in highly vascular surgery in patients with severe heart failure. See warnings about patient monitoring, risk of fetal toxicity, limits use after 20 weeks gestation, and avoiding use after 30. Please see show notes to access full prescribing information, including boxed warning. Visit www.zinrelief.com. That's www.zynrelef.com for more information. From Medical Media, this is The Author Show. Hello world, Dr. Scott Sigmund, your favorite opioid-sparing orthopedic surgeon here for another episode of The Ortho Show podcast, where we bring you the best of the best in the orthopedic space. And we have one cool dude with us today. I definitely think he has the coolest name in orthopedics, Dr. Atiba Jackson, who's an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in sports medicine, private practice in Dayton, Ohio. Atiba, it is a pleasure to have you on, brother. Well, I'm glad to be here. And uh, I've kind of been following you on social media and seeing all the great things that you're doing out there in the world. And I'm just glad to be a part of that. Well, we're thrilled to have you. You know, it's so funny. I mean, I've actually been to a couple of courses in the last few months and each time I've gone to one of these courses, I've run into someone that I've followed on social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, and it's just like, it's the coolest thing to actually, you know, get that, that original hug the first time you're, you're actually meeting someone. And that's what I, that's where we are too. I mean, I, I love your social media. I love your positive energy and attitude. It, it just, it comes out of your pores and all of your videos and, and the way you bring out your, your patients and talk about their experiences. So I was drawn to that. So you know, man, we're thrilled to have you on the show. So look, we always start off with your story, you know, like where, okay. why orthopedics, where did you grow up? What were your parents telling you to do? All that kind of good stuff. What do you got for us? So I have a pretty uh, fascinating uh, story. So I was born in uh, Columbus, Ohio in 1978, during, uh, right after the blizzard. So it was a big blizzard. Um, from there, uh, my mom was a PhD in pharmacology. My mom and dad met at Ohio State University. Uh, the met, Ohio State University. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, the Go Ohio on, State. <laughs> and 
And uh, they're a bunch of nerds. So uh, my mom got a perfect score on the biochemistry exam. And my dad was like, hey, who is this lady? So um, he met her and they became study partners and the rest is history. So uh, I'm the second of four children. And growing up in Columbus, Ohio, my dad was really strict and really focused on education. Wanted all of his kids to be physicians. Now your dad's and a doctor. It, you didn't bring that up, right? Your dad's, <laughs> your dad's a family practice doctor? Yeah, yeah, he's a family practice doctor, and he he graduated from Ohio State, and he was just like, "Yes, listen, all you kids are going to be physicians. You don't have a say in it, you know." And we were like, "It sounds like a Jewish family." That's exactly what we all heard too, man. It's all the same story. Keep going. Pretty much. So from there, I was like, "Do I have a say in this whole thing?" And and pretty much he was like, "No." So basically, every weekend we were at the library doing like science reports and. And, and projects and we had to read and present to our parents. So they really had a, us on a structured pathway uh, you know, to success. But as you know, every child rebels. You know, Too much structure is, is not necessarily the best thing, which I've, I've learned later on in life. So um, I got in trouble a little bit, it was kind of a class clown sort of thing, just a little bit mischievous, nothing too serious. But as I kind of went through school, I found out I had a passion for, for science. I was really good at math, uh, biology, and, and things of that nature. And I love sports, too. So I was trying to figure out how I could tie that all together. And, I, you know, I was watching a sporting event, and a major athlete got injured. I don't remember his name. And I remember a doctor coming out and says, hey, he's going to be back four to six weeks and all that sort of thing. And I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. I wonder if I could do something like that. And, um, and it just kind of carried on from there. So I started playing football in high school and I got a, uh, distal radius fracture. And so I went to the ER, got put in a cast and I followed up with my orthopedic surgeon, Dr. James Rutherford. And so I was sitting in his office, looking at all these pictures from sporting events, wrestling events, you know, Olympic events. And I'm saying, Hey, that doesn't seem like much of a job. That seems kind of cool. So he kind of told me about it. He gave me a book and says, hey, if you want any help, you know, go into medicine or orthopedics, you know, let me know. And then I just kind of carried the interest on from there. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we hear so many different ways in which people get into orthopedics. You know, some people are like it was a later in life event. But, you know, then there's a lot of a lot of people. I have a very similar story. You know, football and lacrosse had injuries and. And I was introduced to orthopedics in like 10th, 11th grade. And I'm just like, man, this seems really cool. We could tie all that stuff together, the science and the sports. And, you know, that seems like a really cool thing. So it's a, it's a great story to hear that you were sort of, you, you, you figured it out early on in your career, but it's not easy, man. It ain't easy to become an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. And I had, I had to learn that later on in life, but um, the story gets more interesting. So in, in high school, um, you know, I get a girlfriend and my dad, he's on like the teen uh, pregnancy council. And he's like, hey, you know, preaching about teen pregnancy and how it's, it, you know, we've got to wait abstinence, wait to marriage and things of that nature. But as he's doing all this, uh, I got my high school girlfriend pregnant mm. <laughs> and, and, you know, the plot thickens. And from there, you know, I feel like I'm going to die, you know. As, as a, you know, 16-year-old going on 17 in high school with a pregnant girlfriend and like, hey, my, my life's over, you know, all yeah. these these dreams and hopes of being an orthopedic surgeon are kind of going down the drain. 
So for the longest time, I hid it from my parents and I was just afraid. I was just thought they were going to disown me and I wasn't going to be a part of the family. I was going to have to, you know, get a knapsack and kind of, you know, hike it out of there. So ultimately, me and, and my future wife, Jessica, we, we came to our parents and said, and, and her parents would say, hey, you know, there's a baby on the way. And, and uh, I was very fortunate to have great parents. They were very supportive. And they said, hey, you know, you're going to need us now more than ever, you know, with this, this new kid coming along and our, and our grandkid, you know, we're going to have to really, really help you. And if you were really, truly dedicated and on focusing and being successful in your future, we will help you along the way with money and things of that nature. So from there, um, April 13th, 1996, I became a father. And Johar, Johari is born. Yes. Am I saying Jahari. it right? Is it Johari? Yeah, Johari. What, and what is that? So where does that name come from? What a cool name. So it's a Swahili name. And I kind of got that idea from my parents. All of my siblings are have African names and we all have naming ceremonies. So what is involved in that is when you're born in African culture, you don't get a name at the time of birth. What happens is they follow your, your behaviors, your features and, and what you do, and they give you a name that kind of applies to that. For example, my name is Atiba. My name means understanding. So I imagine at some point during the first month of my life when I didn't have a name, uh, my parents kind of noticed something. Maybe I was figuring out something or, or was able to interpret things very well. And they say, hey, this kid is kind of understanding some things. So they gave me a name, Atiba. Well, so I, I, I carried on that tradition for my son. So when he was born, we had a naming ceremony for him as well. And his name, Jahari, means precious jewel. So obviously, mm. I thought he was very precious. We all mm. think our kids are precious. So um, that's what his name means. So it's hard enough to, to, to figure out a way to become an orthopedic surgeon. But now you've got that that beautiful little speed bump in the road, Johari, and now Jessica. And uh, But it's a great story. It's a feel-good story, right? You guys stuck it out. Yes. You know? I yes. love that. So, yeah, we're high school sweethearts. And uh, we, we stuck it out. So ultimately, I was able to get a scholarship at University of Cincinnati uh, for academics. And from there, I, I majored in biochemistry. So during my undergrad, uh, I would come home every, every, not every weekend, but the weekends I could study, try to get to, to medical school. And through over the course of four years, I was able to get into medical school. I got into a couple of medical schools. I decided on University of Cincinnati because I've known the faculty. I developed a relationship with a prominent orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alvin Crawford. You may know him. Yeah, of course. And, uh, he was like my mentor. So from there on, um, I was like, I'm going to be okay. I got in medical school, even though I was, a, you know, a teenage parent, you know, I think I'm going to make something of myself. So did, did you bring Jess to, to Cincinnati at that point for medical school? Yeah. So at that point in time, when, you know, when I got into medical school, I felt like I earned the right to kind of bring them along because my dad was pretty strict. He was like, Hey, you know, you need to focus on school and, and get your, your future together. So once I got into medical school, I said, I felt like I earned that. So they came down and they kind of helped propel me through medical school. Whenever That's I got awesome. tired and didn't want to do these things, I kind of looked at them too and say, okay, this is what I'm doing it for. This is kind of my, my why. And 
you know, through the course of medical school, I was able to be successful and, you know, do very well on my boards. And I was able to match in orthopedics. And you were focused on orthopedics throughout that entire medical school time. You were still, you had that bug from that distal radius fracture and you were going to keep on going. Yeah. I mean, I mean, orthopedics is the coolest. Come on now. Uh, For sure. I mean, mean, what else would you do? (laughs) Derm? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Plastic surgery. You just want to sew up wounds all day. Yeah, um, for sure. There's no ENT, question. Orthopedic no. sports medicine dudes are all the coolest, no doubt. <laughs> so of note, I, I did have my second child in, in my in between my second and third year of medical school. So that's a side note. And that's Amari. He's the basketball player. Yeah, he's I'm a, watching. We're a, gonna talk. I want to talk about that as we get going, man. <laughs> I think we're going to the NBA. I was watching those three pointers, man. Curry better be watching out. Uh, Left and right hand, huh? Oh, I love it. I love it. So, uh, so then, so so then you head back home, right? You go to residency at the Ohio State University. The How was that? Ohio State University. Yeah, so, that, that must have been a tremendous time. So, Tell us about that. So during the the interview process, I got, I got a lot of interviews. So. But the, my top two choices were Emory, and so it was Emory, Akron General, and then Ohio State was like third. So um, I got my third choice, which wasn't bad. Yeah, man. And Ohio uh, State, so got to work with uh, Chris Cading, Grant Jones, Dave. You know Dave Flanagan. He's with. No, Dave you. Flanagan very well. He's a great. What a he is a smart <laughs> dude, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, he's got a lot of great experience. We've I've been on a couple of panels with Dave very recently. Uh, what a smart guy! And how about was Tim Hewitt had to have been around then too, right? Was Tim around? You talking about Tim, um, the PhD ACL dude, you know, the no, PACL he, guy. He wasn't there when I was okay because I, right. I was I graduated in two thousand nine, so I, I don't think he was there yet. Yeah, got it. But yeah, so I had a great experience at Ohio State. You know, got to work with the Buckeyes, um, do a little bit of trauma at Grant Hospital, got a wide breadth of experience and, and operative skill, and also had some great mentors there, too. Dr. Joel Mayerson, I don't know if you know him. No, Laura get Pfeiffer, them all out, so. man. I, we love the shout outs on the Ortho Show. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, Joel Mayerson, uh, Laura Pfeiffer, um, Kevin Pugh. I mean, just so many uh, great mentors there, and, and they really propelled me. So I was actually the first African-American person to ever be admitted to, to Ohio State. So I was looking at all the pictures because they have the alumni. Yeah. And I was going up and down, up and down, up and down. It's like, wait, there has been one before me. So I was actually the, the first African-American person. I, and that was in 2004, which is kind of. Yeah, strange. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. That seems a little <laughs> late, Ohio State. I'm just saying. Right. But I mean, look, I, the, I'm sure the diversity uh, process has really kicked into over uh, over year, hopefully at this point anyway. But Oh, yeah, they, they've done a great job since then. You know, they've been a lot of women through and, and, and minorities as well. So um, they put through a lot of great uh, qualified candidates uh, from from Ohio State Orthopedic Residency. So I'm very proud to be an alumni of, of Ohio State. So from there, um, I found a love in sports medicine, never wavered. And I did my fellowship in Beaumont and Royal Oak, Michigan uh, with Cal Anderson. And we worked with the Detroit Lions. So that was a real fun year. Oh, I love it. My, my life kind of just kind of came full circle. And I just remember being in clinic one day. It's like, hey, I made it, you know, against all the odds. And, you know, kind of being a you know, teenage parent, uh, I was able to kind of pull myself up and, and, and make it happen. So it's not what happens, it's how you respond to it. 
Yeah, no, you know, that's exactly right. I mean, but you, you, you had great mentors along the way. You had people that, that, you know, were helping you, but not that you needed it. But more importantly, it was just that you remained focused. It was a goal. You didn't give up despite all of the adversity that was along the way. And, and here you are, man. You're like a orthopedic surgeon for like decades and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, so. I, I, I know it's kind of surreal because I'm doing my research uh, certification this uh, September. And I'm like, man, I've been practicing more than 12 years. Is that, is that possible? Yeah, because I because I still fast. go on the I still go in the office and they're like, hey, how long have you been doing this? So yeah, so uh, so I've I still got the the I guess apparent young look. I don't know how much more longer because I have some grays here and there. Well, you got to let the hair grow a little bit. And we'll see, man. You got it really high and tight there. You got to get a fro going like me. But uh, no, I love it. So so now tell me about your because you're 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 in private practice, but you're involved in a residency too now, which is great, right? You get to to pay it forward to those that, uh, that, you know, you would learn from along the way. And now you get to pay it forward to others. So tell us about that. Absolutely. So this Grandview orthopedic residency, uh, centered out in Dayton, Ohio. If you don't know where Dayton, Ohio is, there's a, there's a big air force base there, right? Patterson air force Base, one of the major air force bases in the nation. So they also have Wright state university, university of Dayton. I know, you know, them from basketball, Obi Toppin is, been uh, drafted by the Knicks. So just to familiarize yourself with the region, we're also close to Cincinnati, um, kind of like the Dallas-Fort Worth connection sort of sure. scenario. So, but this residency is a, it's a great residency. It started in 1957. It's a, actually a DO program, but they, they produce a great, great product. I'm just glad to be a part of this private practice for the last six years been working with residents and it's a great community program we offer a wide uh, breadth of experience we graduate uh, residents that go into private practice initially initially or are employed or even you know choose a fellowship so we make them uh, they're very well prepared after you know the five years at the residency program we also have a, a hand fellowship there and uh, just just a great program that's really really sought after for all the, the medical students that rotate there. Yeah. Two of my favorite orthopedic surgeons on the planet who are absolutely outstanding technicians are Sean McMillan and, and Sharif Bechet. So we give that shout out to them uh, who are both DOs as well. Amazing, you know, DO orthopedic surgeons that uh, come out of these programs for sure. Um, so that's awesome. So you get, so you're involved with the residents, you're, you're rounding research and all that kind of good stuff or what, what's your involvement? So um, my major involvement is, is just clinical as far as having page, having residents in clinic and also showing them different surgical techniques, particularly sports medicine. Also do a joint replacement with the robot, NACO robot. So we're just trying to show them the cutting edge techniques that will make them successful in the world uh, when they start to practice. Uh, we just started a, uh, a post-grad research position at Grandview. Uh, medical center. So for people who don't match in orthopedic surgery, but have an interest in matching, uh, we give them a year to uh, get some research under their belt to make them a more competitive uh, applicant. Oh, Heather, we got to get, uh, we'll, we'll put that on the website for sure. We want to make sure that uh, a lot, anybody that's out there is going to listen to that. That's a great opportunity for sure. Many, so many are looking for an opportunity for that bridge year to be able to figure out a way to still, still get across the chasm and, and get to orthopedic surgery for sure. Yeah, I mean, we've noticed every year we just get more and more applicants. It's just becoming so competitive. Um, so we, we just want to help in some way to help 
people uh, who aren't as competitive and kind of increase uh, their odds of, of getting an orthopedic surgery. But we've had great leadership from the uh, residency director, Brent uh, Bamberger. He's been there for a year. He's a stalwart. And uh, the president of the uh, our group is uh, Matt, Matthew Heckler. So um, just working with a great group of guys. We're like a big family. Um, if any of us ever need anything, we help each other. So, I mean, you're never alone out, alone out there. So that's awesome. Really fortunate to be a part of this group. So the way we met each other was really on social media, which I've got a great passion for. And I was really sort of drawn to, to your, your, your vibe. I mean, you've got this happy vibe, man. People are like, you just exude confidence. Your patients do well. I mean, so how does social media fit into your practice? What, how do you use it? What do you think the role is for our listeners? Well, the real reason I'm a pretty private person um, in general, but the real reason I got into social media is, is when I transferred practice from an employee practice where they kind of funnel you patients and I got in a private practice setting where you kind of eat what you kill. I said, I have to do something. People need to know I'm here. So what I decided was to make it have a social media presence. Um, I have kind of a, a unique look to myself because I favor a, a recording artist, Usher. And every time I take a picture or post it, people are like, hey, do you know you look like, you know, Usher? So I'll say, hey, let's use this to my advantage. So, <laughs> so it all started out, you know, I put some shades on and post a picture and I, you know, get a bunch of likes, you know, from there. And then I just kind of build it from there and start showing patient outcomes and uh, just showing a little bit about orthopedics, a little bit of education, showing some posts on how to become an orthopedic surgeon. So the role for social media for me is to one, educate. And number two, promote my own practice and our, my overall practice of, of orthopedic associates. And it's worked extremely well. I think it's the wave of the future. It's here to stay. You just got to figure out how to use it. And yeah, completely. There's no shame. figured it out. I mean, there's no shame in that. I mean, you, your patients, you know, I say it all the time, right? What would be ideal every time you go to open up a door for, to see a patient that's a new patient to your practice? knowing that that patient's sitting in the room because they want to see you, not because a primary care doctor told them to go or because insurance told them they can go there or not, but because they want to go and see Dr. Atiba Jackson. So how do you do that? Well, you communicate to people who you are, right? They, they find you, they say, wow, I, he is so cool. What a nice guy he cares about his patients. You know, that's a doctor that I want to go see. So I think everybody's message is individualized and, you know, I think you got to, it's a great vibe for sure. Yeah, you got to control your own destiny. You can let people define you, you define yourself. And I think that's one of the great things about social media. You can really create the image that you want. And it's the choice is yours. And I I think you're really missing out if you don't use social media. I mean, we have a lot of um, older gentlemen in our practice that just don't understand it. But I said, hey, it's here to stay. I'm glad you've embraced it. I mean, that's kind of how we met. And, and I I think moving forward, you know, it's going to be probably necessary to be competitive to have a social media presence yeah i'm going to throw a little plug out my buddy matthew ray scott the beard and i are actually putting together a physician brand uh, rx class where we're really going to have an online presence it'll be on demand but we're going to really talk about this stuff like how do you set yourself apart how do you become the specialist of the specialist in your area how do you generate patients that want to see you uh, regardless of whether you're in practice for 25 years or you just started you know a year ago so I think we're going to really sort of 
help to, to lay that uh, lay the land of that out there for for people to be able to identify but so i want to talk about another thing which i i really also love watching which a lot of doctors do but some don't which is sort of a, incorporating you know a work-life balance and not necessarily you know just in person but also you know on social media so obviously i've been watching amari draining the hoops around the court there but you know I think you're passionate with your family and your kids and, and, and how do you find the balance between being a busy orthopedic surgeon and being a great father and husband? I just think that you have to kind of realize, you know, which, what makes you happy. And of course we all have to make a living to, in order to support our family. But fortunately for orthopedic surgery, you can, you can do that and not um, have to work all the time. So my, the way I figure out balance is I always make time for my family every uh, day of the week. So either we'll have dinner together or we'll, you know, I'll call my son and say, hey, you want to talk about anything? Or just have, just be available. And, and the way you do that is just your presence. They just know that you're always there. You're always approachable and um, they can talk to you about anything. And after work, every day, almost every day after work me and my wife go out to eat every single day monday through friday so that's like one of the things that i look forward to is after work is going out to eat with her so the question is on my way home where are we going so it's not date night it's date (laughs) week it's like every night of the week every day yeah and it doesn't have to be some extravagant dinner or anything like that but it's just say hey you know you're important and and you matter And, and after i get done with all the work you're, you're, you're the first thing that I'm, I'm focused on. So I know a lot of, some people come home and they just, you know, do more work, work on research projects and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, after work, I have to spend time with my family. Then after that, then I get back to work. Yeah, man, that's beautiful. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're just about done, but I, I'm just thinking out loud, you know, with this whole Usher thing, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when the next, <laughs> when the next Vegas conference is, because, because dude, you and I, we're going to roll. I just want to stand next. I want to get in the Usher bubble. <laughs> <laughs> right they come well, up to you do they literally come up hilarious. to you want to take it's pictures pretty and hilarious yes yes so it's, it's like a real hilarious. deal so, so I really put the, yeah i put the shades on and then they do the double take they do the look and then they come up or are you him they clearly they've never met him because i'm you know six feet one he's what five nine or whatever but <laughs> most you don't meet most of your celebrities anyway right yeah i remember that's meeting right. tom cruise and he's like five seven and i'm like what's going on you're not six foot so um they asked me for an autograph that sounds so weird I'm, I'm honest with them and say hey i'm not usher but you know they want an autograph and and uh I, i'm in so many pictures i, I can't even tell you <laughs> hey listen adiba i really appreciate it you know i think it's just an amazing thing to be able to meet people get a sense of who they are here on the ortho show we love telling the unique stories of individuals and yours is really a tremendously unique story and it's really been a pleasure to have you on to be able to share it for us for sure it was definitely an honor for me to be on here, and uh, I feel grateful for the opportunity. You are now an Ortho Show alumni, Atiba Jackson. Gonna call my mom. I made it. All right, I love it. <laughs> this is Dr. Scott Sigmund. Hashtag Follow the Fro, host of the Ortho Show. Till next time.